way straight out of hell. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, what's the deal with that uh, that song, <laughs> man? Look, we're going out to it as well. Uh, okay. So, oh, that's something else. <laughs> on today's bonus podcast. Right? It's a bonus. Yeah, yeah. We're a midweek bonus podcast. There you go. I am your host. The uh, host with the most. The Sasquatch. And I am joined today by... The Yeti, as always. Aranga. And we have a guest <clears throat> today who is... Uh, Can he read that? I don't know. No. <laughs> it says Yowie. I recognize those letters, but I don't know how to put those <laughs> together. It, it says Yowie. Uh, Yowie. Yeah, he's an Australian Bigfoot. So My name's Yowie. Yowie. It Yowie. 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 We knew you'd like that. Uh, so That's what you look like, by the way. That's, oh, that, that's, that's on point. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> So, we have our guest, Yowie, joining us today. Uh, we really just wanted to do a midweek podcast. We wanted to do something a little more fun, a little more enjoyable than we have been. We've kind of been serious because of this whole COVID-19 issue. COVID-19! COVID-19. <laughs> That's all I got to do. COVID-19! So, we thought we'd make fun uh, of some stuff. All right, so... If anybody doesn't know already, that that's that's pretty much been plastered all over the internet. Uh, Kenneth Copeland, who is a false prophet, I'm not even gonna pretend. Don't sugar it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a false prophet, and he says <clears throat> that he's going to blow the wind of God <laughs> at it. He, he said and he's gonna conjure up the fire of. Hell. It, was, it was a heat wave from hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what a good job he's done. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. You just read it. One of y'all just read a statistic. Yeah. That would um, be Yeti over here. I don't have it in front of me now, but there was something along the lines of a couple weeks ago, we were at 100,000 cases. And since uh, Kenneth Copeland has came and blown the wind of God on this thing, we're up God. to 900,000 cases now. So, good job there, yeah. Kenneth. We appreciate our false doctrine. Uh, not going to say brethren. <laughs> for, for just showing us how ignorant they are. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, and I'm not a liberal. I'm not the type of guy who would say, uh, you know, prayer doesn't work. It's It's what we do. That's not me at all. I believe in prayer. I believe that God has uh, authority over this virus. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, that if it was his submissive will, permissive will, not submissive will, excuse me, go. if it was his permissive will, that he could stop it now and Absolutely. cure everybody. Cure everybody. That being said, this this guy, and he's not the only one, believes that he is a little god 
and has the power of God to be able to command viruses. You would think that God would have submissive will to what yeah, his calling yeah, that's, is. That's, that's yeah. what I was about to say. It sounds to me like he's trying to bend God to his will by what he's he's conjuring up God to do what he wants him to do. Could you imagine the gall that this fellow has? Do you, how, how often do you reckon he reads the Bible? That's a good question. Not often. I know that's why I asked it. Yeah. But you know, he probably, <laughs> he probably he probably reads it quite a bit. Yeah. He just you got to know verses to know which ones to take out of context. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found. I he found, said. He said. He said. I've come out with this new Bible. Well, it's only you know, five pages, and it has all of our fa- our greatest hits. The false prophet greatest hits. Well, right. I'm going to tell you straight up. The devil knows the scripture way better than anyone living today. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So how often do you think this guy is reading the Bible? I mean, he's probably reading it quite a bit. I mean, you have to sprinkle enough truth in there to make it seem. Yeah, what were you saying? I found a quote from a crusade meeting that he had in 1987. He said, I say this and repeat it so it doesn't upset you too bad. When I read in the Bible where he, Jesus, says, I am... I say, yes, I am too. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's a pretty bold statement yeah. for Mr. Copeland. Yeah. I do believe that's a pretty bold that. statement for anybody. That was a bold statement for Christ, and it was true for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that got him put on a tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how bold it was when yeah. Christ said it. So, so you imagine this dude who is not the incarnation of Christ. I mean, the incarnation of God. Uh, apparently, we don't have to imagine it. He did say it. <laughs> I, this is how you know God is merciful. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, if, if, yeah. Because if any of us were God, which thank God we're not. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't he imagine did. a world where, where Sasquatch is God. Yeah. <laughs> it would suck for everybody else. He's like that boy. What was that song about... Uh, Going uh, go to the land of fire and fry. I'll see you next Fourth of July. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic that, from the nineties. That is from the nineties. <laughs> that would be that's, Mr. That's, Copeland there. Yeah. So, is he demon possessed or what? Because how can mere man be so? Uh, no, I think if he was demon possessed, it may would have worked to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go, foolish man being put on display right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if he was demon-possessed, because, I mean, demons do have power, right? But he does look like it in the video. He looks like it. My he, gosh. Oh, that's a creepy video. That visual, yeah. Yeah, this, that was a very creepy, especially when it cut to his face when he was, I, I guess you would call that a smile, but it looked like he was gnashing his teeth. He looks like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> Emperor, <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. You can see the countless memes on Facebook only a Sith that would uh, deals verify in absolutes. this. <laughs> what? <laughs> only a Sith do- Yeah, we got it. Yeah, Yeah, we got it. To be honest, though, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm more of a Star Trek person myself, but whatever. So is Sasquatch. (laughs) Are you a a Star Trek guy? Yeah, yeah. I love Star Trek. I I watched, uh, I ain't going to say all of it, but I watched a bulk of it. Picard. Oh, yeah. That's my guy. Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc. There's a bunch of nerds in here. I think he's probably my favorite. Yeah, he's right liberal. I like him as Professor X, too. The is is a homo from I forget what movie that is. Are you talking about Lord uh, of the Rings? 
You talk, what, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you got talking about Samwise from Lord of the Rings? No, no, no. Or Bilbo. The 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 the, uh, the gray the wizard. Oh, Gandalf the gray. Yeah, yeah. the guy that played him is Magneto. You know, is is he it Magneto? Magneto. Magneto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, call me a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> call me a nerd. Hey, at least I like superhero movies. You're over there watching Star Trek. <laughs> hey, those guys are superheroes too. Probably just made a lot of people mad. <laughs> Star Trek sucks. <laughs> Write us at. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what's funny about that is is we're more outdoors, yeah, than than indoors. So the people listening are probably more outdoors than indoors type people. So they're over there going Star what? <laughs> what? We have betrayed I, their trust. I know somebody who look you straight in the face and and tell you I don't I don't deal with that that fake stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll, t- he'll look you right straight in the face and tell you that. I like to call him Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not sure he'd claim you, son. <laughs> you proud. <laughs> so, so, all right. So we have several different options to run here, right? Oh, yeah. We want to talk about Kenneth <clears throat> Copeland. COVID-19, do we want to talk about just false prophets in general, right? We have a handful of stuff to talk about false prophets. We can kind of kick on them a little bit without getting in too much trouble. And, uh... Uh, Doesn't take that much effort. Doesn't take a whole lot of effort. I said, let's go with the false prophets. So, Yeti, who's your favorite false prophet? Oh, man. You mean... Out of all, I can only pick one? Yeah, just pick one. Because, <laughs> exactly. because whoever you say, these guys have got to follow up. <laughs> follow up? You know, it, it, does, it does shift from time to time. It just depends on what's popular on uh, the memes and videos that people oh, have yeah. put together. Like, once upon a time, it was Benny Hinn oh, yeah. that was slaying everyone. With the bodies at the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that but, was such classic. a great video, man. <laughs> that was a good video. But now, for obvious reasons, it's Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. All right. Uh, Aranga. Yeah. Favorite false prophet? Um, Can't take my answer. Joseph Smith. Oh, 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 wow. From left field. Oh, well, you said it's my favorite false prophet. We're going to go straight to the. You you didn't say living. (laughs) We know know, uh, Yowie's favorite false prophet is John Calvin. Just for the record, we don't think John Calvin's no, no, a false no, no, prophet no, no. at all. We're just poking it at uh oh uh Yowie. So favorite <laughs> false prophet. Aranga. He uh Well this is an easy one. This is like a softball question. I mean okay. Osteen. Osteen. Osteen, yeah. Okay. Oh Smiley. Smiley. Alright. Him and his yeah, Barney theology. Even though, even though he's not you know, blowing the wind of God <laughs> and commanding tornadoes to go back up into heaven. Uh, he's a pretty good false prophet. Uh, here's here's my main question about Olstein. If you're living your best life now, what do you have to look forward to in the after? As a as the rapper Shylin said, if you're living your best life now, you're headed for hell. Well, that's oh, right. oh, that's right. Point blank. <clears throat> Why do you uh, say Osteen is your favorite? I got Again, he, it's a softball question, and I'm the gotcha. new guy. 
So, you know, <laughs> you have to go easy on me. <laughs> but, uh, if I was going to really dig in my heels and say, like, the one I've studied the most, what Aranga said, Joseph Smith, I mean, that's a, that's a deep-seated American her, her, heretic, you know. Yeah. But, 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 but I'll, I'll say this. Going back to <laughs> Joel Osteen. Heretic. Yeah. Going back to Osteen, though, right? Osteen is palatable. Mm-hmm. Where Benny Hinn and, and Copeland. And, uh, Copeland and even like Creflo Dollar, a lot of people are going to be turned off by them because of the, the over-the-top. But they must be palatable because they have a huge following. Not like Holstein. <clears throat> Holstein has a big, big Not following. Not like largest Holstein. church in America. And well, everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, 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 Don't say that. Don't no, say that. It, well, it, you know what we mean. Largest no. gathering on Sunday, yeah, maybe, but not go. largest church. Not a church. And so, uh, and 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 that being said, he's palatable to people. Even if I've even heard. Uh, uh, conservative Christians, you know, be like, well, he's not that bad, right? But but he's still preaching the the, the prosperity gospel. He's still preaching the the, the American gospel. And I, there's a documentary called American Gospel, and they point this out in that documentary. That what he's preaching is you can be healthy and wealthy, and God desires for you not to be sick, not to be while you're here on earth. Well, there's and nothing wrong nothing with being healthy and wealthy. No, 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 no there's but, not. But, but if that's what you're looking at, then are you really worshiping to say God? That God? To say that God doesn't <clears throat> work through strife. Mm-hmm. And that God isn't moving through the hardships of our lives. Oh, wow. This there's is, a whole book in the Bible about that. Yeah, exactly. This is this is what, he's, this is what uh, God is... Most of us, this is how God does the bulk of his teaching. It's through the hard times in Absolutely. our lives. And so that may be because we're hard-headed and ignorant and, and, and don't want to listen to God during the good times of our life. But uh, to, to, to act as if the hard times in our life are something demonic is a false gospel. Yeah. And so that's why he's dangerous. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, on to you. Who's your favorite? Make another circle and I'll come back because I had somebody in mind when you threw me on the spot. <laughs> well, you, said, you just mentioned Creflo Dollar out of it. No, no, no. You no, did no, mention I him. Um, I'd probably be in I just like his name. Probably, He's got yeah, a cool yeah. name. Creflo Dollar. man preaching about money has the last name of Dollar. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd say Benny. Benny um, primarily because a lot of some of the some of the people who I know who are fooled by this mm. really look towards Benny as, as a as a he, he and I won't say that he started this whole thing, but he's probably the biggest of the last generation of these people, right? And so, uh, a lot of people that I've had arguments with would refer back to Benny. So that, that's probably why I choose. I would say him. All right. He's definitely had an influence, and that's not a good thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many of us would be? In your grandma's house, and this dude be on TV waiting for the bus, right? Who's Benny? Nah, I was at my grandma's house, and it'd be the Gaithers. She was always watching the Gaithers. <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Gaithers. <laughs> <laughs> no Benny on my TV. Consider yourself blessed that you were spared from now, Benny. I, and I'll say this: 
that wasn't an issue for me, right? My my one grandma wouldn't have been she just wouldn't have been watching religious TV, right? And then the other grandma was uh, spiritually aware, I guess. I'm trying to be polite in how I say that. She she was uh she wouldn't have been listening to Benny Hinn, period. But I have heard a ton of people talk about walking into their grandma's house and there was Benny Hinn slaying people in the spirit. That reminds me. Look, Mama, the devil's on TV. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's the devil. How about... <clears throat> and you brought this up. One of my favorite YouTube videos is Benny Hinn Oh, God. slaying people in the spirit, <laughs> and in the, the 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 background music, or it ain't really the background music; it's the foreground music. Oh, yeah. But it's the the music in the video is "Let the bodies hit the floor, let the bodies hit the floor." <laughs> you know, and it's and people are just falling out all over the place. And <clears throat> my favorite one is whenever they um, edited his jacket. But put the Star Wars yeah, lightsaber over the yeah. top. So he's just knocking people out. <laughs> so, no. Yeah, this technology is a wonderful thing. It's one of those things if you don't laugh at it, you cry. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so how many of us, let, let's, let's do this. How many of us have personally been? Uh, affected by this theology. Speak. They can't see. You oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can't. This is not a. Yeah, it's not YouTube. Um, yeah, I've I've uh, fallen in the floor like fifteen times. You know, had hands laid on me. Yeah. You know, I've been pushed down. You know, at the front of the. So you were actually a part of. Yeah, I was also dating the pastor's daughter, so that kind of you know influenced my. Emotional uh, decision or whatever, but um, you want to call it emotional? Well, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was raised around it, you know, I wasn't like fully in it, does yeah. that make sense? But I was exposed to it a lot, okay. And it, it was at the time, I, I don't know if you would call it silly to me, but I didn't understand why I was doing the things that I was doing. I just know that you know. It's like the expectation was you need to be on the floor, you need to um, be slain in the spirit, um, you need to speak in tongues, that kind of thing. And uh, I knew I wasn't being genuine, yeah, but I was I was doing it because everyone else was doing it. Um, so, yeah, right. I, I understand that completely. I was I was brought up more or less in a Pentecostal type church where the, the belief is that all the the gifts of the spirit are still completely. Uh, active even the sign gifts and uh, yeah so same it's you're up there you're doing you've got hands laid on you and you kind of feel the pressure like well why am I not falling over why am I I'm not and you, you just you go with it <clears throat> that the theology um, growing up the, the, the developing theology I had it made me look to myself a lot more than looking to God because, you know, when I was up there, for example, and people were laying hands on me, I felt like, okay, is this God working or is this me? Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And it caused me to to doubt God. 
Because why isn't God doing this for me? Why isn't God doing this when he's doing this for other people? What's wrong with me? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It'll cause you to look outwards, not towards God. Okay. So <clears throat> we're going to take a quick break. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. Facebook. Now he's going to be playing this for the next two months. Yeah, that's going to be our intro and exit <laughs> music all the time now. Uh, oh, no. So <laughs> he'll be he'll be at work, and all of a sudden you'll hear Cooper nineteen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, uh, Yao was giving us part of his story, and uh, we kind of stopped and interrupted so that we could work in the commercial break. But uh, you were saying. During the commercial break, though, that because of this theology, it affected your your thoughts on soteriology. Yes. Your your how how you're saved and that kind of thing. Yes. Um. Yeah. During the break, I was talking to Aranga and you know and you guys and I've accepted Jesus into my heart like sixty times because I thought I kept losing it, you know, and I have a very, very um, troubled relationship with that type of theology. And maybe that's why I gravitated, gravitated toward Calvinism and, and that sort of thing later on in life because I saw the, you know, the deficiencies in the prosperity theology, the more charismatic theology. Now, I will not say that um, charismatic, people who are charismatic can't be saved. I'm not saying that at all because there are plenty of those who are my brothers and sisters in Christ, sisters in Christ. But I believe there's a lot of things in that type of theology that is is wrong, and we should call that out. All right. So, is there anybody else who's been affected by this growing up? Just me. Just you. Uh, yeah. Just. It's me. I'm in the same boat. I mean, it's it's just the uh, as Yahweh was saying, the doctrine can push people further away from the gospel when when they're looking at it, and it seems fake. It, it seems like it's it's meant to bring people in <clears throat> at first, but then when when you're looking at it and you're in there, it, it just seems like everything's. Um, more centered around what you're doing uh, versus what God has already done. Yeah. Um, and I had similar similar story to Yahweh here. I, I grew up in that environment. And uh, I remember once I, I got to where I could create formative thoughts and, and looking at other 
places, I, I drug up and got out of church. I just, I drug up and I didn't, I didn't go to church for a good long time because I didn't, I, I didn't appreciate any of it. Yeah. And it's hard to appreciate it because I didn't, I didn't understand it when I was going through, through it. And it gave me a false understanding of who God was and who I am in God. Um, Yahweh had mentioned something about being saved about 60 times. Um, yeah, um, the, lo- the whole loss of salvation thing is is kind of it's kind of nutty um, to me. I, I don't see how God being our Father, our Heavenly Father, uh, how He could just say, okay, you're my son, but because you did this, you're not my son anymore. It's just like me telling one of my kids that, hey, I don't agree with what you just did. You're not my son anymore. You're going to have to sleep outside with the dog. I, I don't think that. I think That sounds like good discipline to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think God is more relational than that. You have a relationship with God as your father. And he's not going to just throw you out because you messed up. You know, you're, once you're saved, you are his child. You can't mess up so bad that he throws you away. Now, you can strain your relationship with him, just like you can be estranged to your father here on earth. I mean, you can you can have an argument with your father and you guys not talk for a long time, but that doesn't mean he's not your father anymore. And I think that's, to me, that's, that's how I kind of view it. Now, after I left the church, I, I spent a lot of time looking in other directions. I looked at other religions, uh, studied all kinds of things. That's one of, one of the reasons I mentioned Joseph Smith earlier, because you're looking at a guy who's practicing witchcraft, basically, to find some tablets out in the middle of nowhere where a so-called angel shows more. I thought you were talking about yourself for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh. No, I, I went back to Joseph Smith. Um Dude. He said, you're looking at a guy upstairs straight at him. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about how he used the uh, dowsing rods yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. to find things. Um, just started looking other places to try to see if I could find answers that that made more sense. Something that makes more sense than what I, I, I grew up with. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I, I found correct theology and doctrine. I actually started reading the Bible and not not taking uh, other people's word for it, right. you know, because you sit under a preacher and it's so easy to be a lazy believer. You can sit under a preacher and believe everything the preacher tells you and not read it for yourself and say, does that, is that really what the Bible says? You're counting on the preacher basically to feed you everything you need and you're supposed to feed yourself. I have a question. Okay. In your story, you say that you found doctrine and theology. Were you saved earlier, or did you become saved once once you became uh, once you started? So, would you say that you found Christ or doctrine and theology? I believe I found Christ. When I grew up in that environment. Okay. Um, my doctrine and theology was wrong, but the relationship was right. Can you say that? Though? Right? And this is what I'm asking. If the, you were not worshiping God correctly, if you were not... If, I was worshiping the way I had been taught. Still. And you got, you got to understand, at the time, I was, 
I was young. I didn't understand all of what was going on. Well, that's fine. I mean, so I was taking at face value what they were teaching. Yeah. And as I grew up, I rejected what they were teaching because it didn't feel right. And in part, I feel that's because of my relationship. Well, what I'm saying is, is with weak doctrine, with, with weak theology and doctrine, you're, you're usually, you don't see somebody with a fantastic relationship with Christ unless they truly know who he is. Yeah. Right? And so, th- through a better understanding of Scripture, your relationship with Christ was able to grow exponentially in comparison to the the uh, original way that you were taught in the church. Or is that wrong? I'm sorry, rephrase that. So, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. <clears throat> you grew up with a weak relationship with Christ because of the doctrine that you had been taught. Okay. It was through your understanding, a proper understanding of Christ, a, a better understanding of the of the Scripture, that walked you into a better relationship with Christ. Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Okay, so um, I grew up similar, not not just like that with the with the whole charismatic thing, right? Um, but some of my family did grow up in that, so I was. I heard a lot of that thought process. It was on the periphery. Yeah. But I was in, grew up in the Free Will Baptist Church, then moved on into Southern Baptist Church, and, you know, doctrine and theology is just. He'll be Presbyterian for too long. <laughs> <laughs> My baptizing babies. All right. But, uh, sprinkling. <laughs> you babies saying, don't breathe too well underwater. <laughs> <laughs> not, not too good. But just. <laughs> Thinking in the process of the whole loss of salvation, that was a big part of how I was raised. And like you guys, I, you know, accepted Jesus into my heart more times than I could count. Right. But then it was once that I learned from the scriptures that whenever, whenever you are saved, he gives you a new heart mm-hmm. and new desires. And bottom line is, do you love him? Mm-hmm. Because whenever he saves you, your affections, your heart is set on him right. and loving him. And if you love him, you're going to want to do things that please him. You're going to fail at that because you're still covered in sinful human flesh. Yep. And do you love your sinful human fleshly desires or do you love Christ? That's how I worked out my salvation as far as once saved, always saved, if you were ever saved at all to begin with, or are you just going to live a life of accepting Christ into your heart over and over and over and you just keep losing your salvation? He loves us. Once he saves us, we're his. That's right. right. But to to gauge whether or not you're truly saved or not, you got to ask yourself, who do you love? Where's your heart? Where's your heart? Do do you love him? So, so take, because I have a story more like yours. Mm Mm-hmm. To where I grew up in the church, I was, I even grew up under under good doctrine, mm-hmm. for, for the most part, right? Uh, but there was still that overwhelming just feeling that God was disappointed in me, that mm-hmm. God was uh, um, 
that I was not behaving. And even so, I was sinful. Don't get me wrong, but because of that, God was just waiting to. I'd make it into heaven, but I'd carry this heavy burden of sin the whole time I was in heaven. Mm. Kind of like Pilgrim's Progress. Mm-hmm. I, I related <clears throat> to that story. And and I realized that once I quit focusing on me and I started focusing more on Christ, that that burden got lighter. Oh, yeah. That burden got lighter. And so to you two who have more of the charismatic background, my question is, did the charismatic teaching... Because from an outsider, it looks like the charismatic teaching is me, 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 my, 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 right? All right, Hook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, uh, where a more biblical teaching is Christ, 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 Father, 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 Father. Spirit, 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 spirit. And it's it's not about us. It's about him. I think you you hit the nail on the head just then. It's not about us. I mean it one hundred percent it's not about us, it's about Christ. And if we are to mature in our relationship with Jesus Christ, we have to focus on on him. Yeah. And and see do you remember Jack Van Ippie? Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I the end times guy. I remember him. Talk about like asking Jesus in your heart. From 11.35 on a Sunday night, Channel 6, I'd watch him, and I would be scared because, you know, I'm afraid Jesus is going to come back any second now. I'm going to I'm gonna die. I'm going to go to hell. And at the end of every TV show, he'd look you in the eye through the television screen or whatever. And if you say these words. If you, yeah, with sincerity. And in, the, the key word being sincerity. I tried so hard to earn my way into heaven by saying that prayer. And I was good. It allowed me to go to bed at night and sleep peacefully. But the very next morning, I'm up. Have I lost my salvation again? And focusing on that all the time. Focusing on how I'm doing. How I'm behaving. how um, What I'm doing to maintain my salvation. It offered no peace whatsoever. I didn't want to focus on Christ. I was too focused on myself. And that's not a good way to live at all. And, and even further than, than what you're talking about is the ultimate, really the ultimate, what we're talking about, uh, salvation. But even in just day-to-day life, right? A, a doctrine that says you, 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 right? Um, it's works-based. It's works-based. And you're not going to feel bad when you buy a million dollar home. You're not going to feel bad. Not that a million dollar home I ain't going to feel wrong. bad if I do it now. But what I'm saying is <laughs> you see these, these prosperity gospel preachers. Yeah. And, and because the gospel is all about them and them having what they desire mm-hmm. and not what, you know, not about Christ, not about what How Christ How does this desires. glorify God? They're 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 not. So in my mind, uh, I I could within good conscience at this point in my life, if even if I had the funds, buy a million dollar house. 
I can buy a nice house. I put my wife and kids in. But with a million dollars, there'd be that part of it that goes, did I give enough to the church? Did I give enough to this charity? Am I glorifying God with this money? Mm-hmm. By buying this large house, is, is this, and so even even with my money, we talk about tithe, and if 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 it's about me, 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 right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to sow my seeds, right? Mm-hmm. That's the term that they say. We're going to sow sow the seeds. Why am I sowing seeds? So that I can receive so much more. Well, it's not so right. that we can receive. It's so that no, no, no. But this is what they're teaching. Oh yeah, yeah. the bottom line teaching. being what yeah. we get back. It's, it's. I'm going to give this so that so that God will give me more. Right. God will bless you tenfold. Instead of I'm going to give this to God because in reality it's not mine to begin with. Right. In reality, it's already God's. Mm-hmm. And 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 my job's not to give to God. My job is to steward what God has given That's right. me. Is plant God's seeds to make him more crops. So so we pay tithe, right? Or what we call tithe, giving. We give to the church. We give to charities. We give to these things because we want to see God glorified. Mm-hmm. We want to see him use it to see people come to Christ. We want to see him heal the sick. We want to see these type of things happen. If we ever have the mentality of, this is my money, and I'm giving it to God. We're, we're, we've got the wrong mentality. It is already God's money. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is God's money, and we are just stewarding it. And That's part right. of being part of stewarding it is taking care of our families. It's it's giving back. It's giving uh, God's money to the church. It's giving God's money to certain uh, certain ministries and, and charities and stuff so uh, that's one way that I see things like the prosperity gospel really kind of take effect in, in, in just day to day life because uh, I've had prosperity people look at me and go I deserve such and such and in my mind I'm thinking you deserve hell yeah death we all deserve mm-hmm. hell right <clears throat> and so uh, you don't even deserve the air you're breathing right now. <laughs> and, and, and so, you ain't spoken a while. Say something. Something. He <laughs> said something. Uh, uh, I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very predictable. <sighs> right, Not so. always. Sometimes you're spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> Throw somebody for a loop. Where are we going? <laughs> Where are we going, guys? We, we, you talking about prosperity gospel and telling this guy over here he we, needs to talk. Yeti, he, he wants you to talk, Yeti. It's just kind of funny. We, <laughs> yeah. didn't, we didn't have any direction when we first started this thing, and we pretty much all wound up giving uh, at least pieces of our testimonies. Yeah. Yeti, can I say one thing that's Uh-oh. been on the back of my mind since we started this whole conversation? I don't know if you can or not. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> all right. Let, <laughs> I think this is a reminder, or this whole topic, this whole conversation, it needs to be sobering for the four of us mm-hmm. because, you know, I can sit here and talk junk about Joel Osteen and Kenneth Copeland and what Aranga said about Joseph Smith, but how much more do we need to remember that all four of us could drift? So we really need to pay attention to what we believe 
Does that you know? Do you, does that make sense? No, not to me. What do you mean we could drift? Well, not lose salvation, because like Yeti said, once saved, always saved. If you were ever saved, but I don't want to get to that point where I'm self righteous. That I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them, saying, "Look at what they're doing," but not also looking at myself and saying, "Okay, where." Where am I not focusing on Christ? Does that make sense or not? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. You gotta be on your P's and Q's. Right. Walk. Because <clears throat> the pride element can come in. And a lot of we, that. We can, I mean, it's easy to pick on Benny Hinn and Joel Osteen because it's so obvious. But what about those, what about us who claim a, a more biblical doctrine? Where are we, do you, where are we drifting? Is that. Towards Jesus, son. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely toward Jesus, but I just think we need to be careful. No, no, no. You're, you're right. It's easy to become haughty and arrogant and 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 not Pious. see your own fly, uh, flaws, flies. But, and, and it's easy to get there. But, I shouldn't say but, I guess, but, 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 but it's good to have accountability. Yeah. And I was about to say, that's where accountability to other believers comes in and people who, who are on the same page as you and will say, hold on, pull back on the reins here because this is going a little bit left and we need to keep it straight. Because everybody has Between the ditches. Yeah. Between the lines. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. You'll never come back in this office again. <laughs> All right. So, are we done? I don't know. Is everybody you said, All right. So, <laughs> uh, I was kind of expecting you to take it. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to take it somewhere. Yeah, I, All right. So, uh, we're not talking about anything else now, guys. <laughs> well, it's just. Uh, I, I think we. I think we've hit a good spot. I mean, I really. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think I think we've talked about um, we were able to to, to, to make fun of oh. people and enjoy it. Um, <laughs> it's we always were, fun to make fun of people. <laughs> yeah, it's enjoyable. And uh, I think all of us know people who are caught up. Yeah, this and that's of, under this type of teaching, this heresy, and you know, it's kind of convicting too, <clears throat> because how much more should we be praying for them? Yeah, I, I was about to say, I, and I hope, I hope that we're not being mistaken for arrogant people who do not love. I mean, our own family members. Yeah, right. Our own people who 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 are caught up in this. Um, I'd say there's probably a lot of people in in these churches like we grew up in that are genuinely they actually have a relationship with God and they actually are saved, but they just. The doctrine is just muddled, yeah. and they don't they don't understand that. I, I I still, even with what you're saying, and we may just disagree on this. We may. It won't be the first thing. But I'll be right. And like he's I said, so smooth how he just like, slides that in. Like right? I said, it won't be the first Not thing we disagree on. Whenever you come to expect it. <laughs> He's just what, a jerk. What, what are you saying, Yeti? Are you saying that this has been a pattern? For what, what I <laughs> don't as long as I have, is, I, I honestly believe 
that you can have a relationship with Christ and horrible doctrine. Yeah. And yeah. God will save you in spite of your doctrine. I agree. Yes. I also believe that you can have great doctrine and be lost. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. That being said, those who are Christ's will desire to know who he is. That's right. And they may live and die in a in a in a bad environment and we're in a bad doctrinal environment, right? But that person will be more doctrinally correct than everybody else around them. Right? Because because you don't know Christ if you're not how do I say this? You're you're not you don't know Christ in the sense of who he is if you think that Christ is Santa Claus. If you think yeah. Christ is Republican Jesus. <clears throat> if you think Christ is you don't know who Christ is. Right? And so a wish dispenser. Yeah. Genie. And so it goes back to yeah, if you're genie in, a, you genie in the bottle. Do you love his stuff? You if keep, you're you keep in him in the bottle till you want something. Mm-hmm. If you're in a church that's proclaiming a false Jesus. Yeah. Doesn't mean Jesus can't save you in spite of that. But you will struggle with oh, their yeah. teaching and doctrine even within that church. Yeah. Right. I mean, does anybody disagree with that? No. Okay. And that's that's kind of that's kind of when you would say you know that that there are people in these churches and and they're just bad doctor, bad doctor. And I'm going. You've got to know Jesus to a certain extent. You do. Mm-hmm. And that comes from kind of, seeking him to, out. You've got to believe in the Trinity. You've got to believe that he was born a virgin. You know, you've got to believe that he died and, and rose from the grave. And not to say that these people don't, that the Pentecostal church doesn't teach that. That That's not what I'm saying. But the, the, the more you know Christ, I, I think, and there's a scale here, so I don't want to speak in absolutes. Because there is a scale. But the more you know Christ, the better your doctrine. It will, will evolve. Yeah. Your, yeah. your doctrine will evolve the better you know Christ. Yeah. So, yep. And you will be conformed to his image the better you mm. know him. Good stuff. All right. So, thank y'all for uh, having me on. Yeah. It was a pleasure. At least you partly. are regrettable. <laughs> and, uh... Regrettable. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, we out. <laughs> Adios. Is everybody?
are destroyed forever, and you'll never be back. Deuces. <laughs> we out. Adios. Later.